Welcome to the family with Ellie Nick, Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back. A lot of great guests today. This is the day before Halloween. Why do you hate Halloween? You want to know why? We'll be back. We'll find out why L.A. Nick hates Halloween. <laughs> Only you. I do. I hate it. We'll be right back with the family. Alex is here. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. What is this, a Polish wedding? What the F is happening? Okay, we won't be using any music today. I'm having, like, audio issues. (laughs) Like, nothing is working. Blame it on on Halloween. Mm. It's Halloween. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, L.A. Nick, here to tell us why he hates it. Sorry. (laughs) Jesus, pal. Let me think. Working with Sansevier. (laughs) Constant noise. Okay. In any case, so L.A. Nick here to tell us why he hates Halloween. I I have a really good reason. Childhood trauma? Yeah, childhood trauma. It's always childhood trauma. I've been me literally my whole life. I went from altar boy to this in like sixth grade. And then every year after that, when I became myself, when I found myself, after Halloween for the next two weeks, people would say, Halloween's over, you idiot. That's your trauma? Yeah, well, because they always, people what always say Halloween is over. snowflake. So <laughs> you are a snowflake. <laughs> well, that would be like <laughs> Andy and me being like, I hate barns. Well, people used to call really, it barnyard. No, I, got, I hate them. I got bullied for the next two weeks after Halloween most of my life. So oh, for bullied, what reason bullied, the bully? Just the way my look. So they would say Halloween's over. People still pick on you for that, by the way. So I don't know if you know it. Or not. Oh, I know it. Just kidding. No, that's not <laughs> kidding. He goes, no, it's not kidding. No, seriously. I, in fact, I just posted this post yesterday, or was it yesterday or the day before, mm-hmm. that how much I got bullied as a kid for being growing up in Philadelphia and being a rocker. Mm-hmm. I got picked on a lot. I have a question. You don't have any uh, any cousins, no older brother, nothing? Nope, I have a cousin, younger cousin. How about your dad? Your dad a tough guy? Oh, yeah. Well, why didn't he cover you? Uh, we're kind of in different worlds. You know, I grew up in like a real Italian mob family, and I wanted no part of it. So I kind of went the other oh. way. Oh. Hey, me too. <laughs> so I kind of went, went, <laughs> went the other way. I mean, I, I mean, my parents would have been proud if I would have became a mobster. Really? Wow. Oh, yeah. 
Mine this is what I grew up in. It's the neighborhood. It's, it's what they did. Yeah. It's just the way it was, man. Bada bing, bada boom. I mean, my dad, <laughs> my dang dad was right in it. I mean, they all were. They, if if I asked you to kill really someone, could you do it a little bit? No. Why not? Half kill. Just not. Just like a maim. No, just kill a them, meme. but just kind of half ass it. Oh. Me, me personally, no. Why not? I could have it done. <laughs> oh, that's nice. He knows I could people. have it done. I have a question for you. We got several calls in Texas this morning on the KQ Morning Show uh, concerning the fact that it is now out of bounds in most schools to wear a costume on Halloween to school. Yeah. Not even a... We're, we're full circle from... Uh, I don't, should I say the name of the school? No. No. Well, from the school that Alex and I went to in for one day. seventh grade. Yeah. Not a day, like a, a month, month. maybe. Yeah. A month, yeah, it was a month. Yeah. We were told that <clears throat> the Halloween is the uh, day of the devil. And yeah, you're celebration is conjuring satanic. up. Conjuring yep. I mean, up the that devil. was me all through my 20s. What's your sister? <laughs> <laughs> so I got, I, got See, picked, bully. I got picked on a lot. I'm being... Looks I like wonder the, why. <laughs> looks like the guy from, uh, who is it, the uh, You Spin Me, Right Round? Oh, oh. yeah. It's a great album. It is. That's who right. is that? You're right. Oh uh, 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 dead or alive. Round, yeah. round, you know, round, you know what's so sad? Oh, he he turned into a he crazy person. He went completely yeah. insane. And oh, tried to become a woman and got all these plastic surgeries and it all got infected. Yep. And his nose blew up like Jesus. this thing. His face is like an amorphous I blob. I think he's actually dead now. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, he died. But that album cover with him sitting in that chair and he had st- and he was actually one of the people that inspired me. He had black hair down his waist and he's sitting there with this big devil cane and he just... The devil he looked, cane. He looked, uh, Pete Burns. He had a really cool look Pete to him Burns. in the beginning. In he was hell. like uh, uh, Ian Asbury of the cult. He oh, also yeah. had a really... No, oh. really good look to him in, in, you know, in the beginning. And that's what you aspired to be when you were a teenager? Preteen. Preteen. I was going to say, speaking of death, you know who passed away. That John Witherspoon pissed me off to know when he died last night. Didn't yeah. hear that. Oh, yeah. Love I him. saw it. And I was like, oh, is this a hoax thing? And I was, because I didn't see it by TMZ. Nope. And then I finally, nope. TMZ came out. I'm like, oh, no. Why I does TMZ him? actually know who dies before I know. anybody I don't else? know. T- I can tell you why. Connections? Okay. I can tell, I can tell you why. It's because they're right there where Beverly Hills Hospital is. Yeah, that's and they true. Get, they, oh, yeah, they I suppose they're all going to go there. They're scouting it yep. instantly. Yeah, that's true. They have people, they pay sure. people to work in the hospitals in Hollywood and work at every hotel. Oh. Everybody's on pay. Yep. Like they'll, yeah. they'll, give, they'll give them 500 bucks if you call them and tell them. Well, yeah. I'm sure they, they have, have a public tip line, too. Oh, okay. I'm sure they have doctors there who are... Oh, like, the payroll, yeah. Yeah, they're just so desperate for the 10 seconds of fame that they're willing to... Rem- well, remember, what's his break the, the guy who runs oh. TMZ was a prominent. Beverly Hills attorney. He was, yeah. yeah, Barry Levin, is that his yeah. name? Barry. He would have made a better looking woman just the way he was. Oh, he got Barry Levin. Totally, yeah. No, oh, the, he, he no, no, no. The guy who started, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, my God. You do look a lot like him, though. Like, when he was a kid. When he was a kid. Yeah. Why times. would you do that to yourself? I know. He that's a guy. He's called Body Dysmorphia. When you see him on that album cover, Dead or Alive, that's a great album. Looks like Leprechaun, honey. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You can ask Ralph. He's. I'm sure he's had hundreds or thousands of people coming and asking yeah. could you could you give me you know size double even, h breasts yeah. or? but even just looking like that yeah uh, as a so kid in, in 19 in 1979 you in got philadelphia fag, sure, yeah. Faggot, oh, yeah. Freak, yeah on a daily basis on a daily and that was basis. from your mother maybe my grandfather <laughs> <laughs> Maybe oh, my yeah. grandfather. Well, yeah. like my grandfather didn't understand it. He actually well, no. was worried that I would kill my parents in the middle of the night. Oh, satanic oh, panic. One of those, yeah, like I seriously, see that. it, it, that's how old school he was, and you know, he, he actually thought I would kill my parents in the middle of the night or something. I well, remember. to be fair, I, think I was every worried about Andy for a while. <laughs> I think every teenage boy my, has been called fag ninth, at some point. Okay, ninth, not eight people that's at my ninth once grade, here. Ninth grade school picture. Wow. Intense. Ninth yeah, grade? Yeah, but when you were yeah, ninth grade, older. you were 30. <laughs> that looks just like somebody I know. And I mean, yeah. identical. That's amazing. And then I turned into the, to that. Christ's <laughs> <laughs> sake. Let's be a little more desperate. <laughs> Jesus, Palomino. Well, that, that was a, 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 one of the bands I was in. We had, I had good times, though. I wouldn't change any of it. But yeah. I did, no, get, exactly. did get bullied a lot in those oh, days. Anytime you're different. I got bullied for being tall. I mean, yeah. you know, it's ridiculous. That was by me. Now, yeah. I, I, you know what I get way bullied? Way to go, Catherine. Way you're, to be tall. The best, the easiest way to get bullied in this city 
is being successful. Oh, oh there, you, you know got that right. right. I you got that right. I literally had a guy, you're able to come yesterday. Oh, this guy lives in a big ha- big house with horses. Don't listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There you yep. go. Yep. Welcome to the club, pal. Oh, my Unless God. Unless you got wheat going through your veins, you can't be yep. successful. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yep. Exactly. Well, again, the, the, the Minnesotan that was so outgoing, he stared at somebody else's shoes. <laughs> there are a bunch of goddamn cowards. These people, look, Minnesotans in general are really good people, but there's about 10% of them that are the worst human beings I've ever met. And most really of them are, are. journalists. Just terrible people. Yeah, most of them are journalists, exactly. <laughs> I just said this yesterday. I can't believe how bad our our media has. Oh my went God! Downhill it's horrible. in the city. I, I rarely ever watch local news, but I just tuned in. I won't say which channel. I watched local news the other day. The, even the production was horrific. Really? Oh, it was horrific. They were all kinds of mistakes, and they do that where they walk outside in the fake weather room. And, you know, the yeah. Movie, he puts yeah. a coat on, and it's, and it's like a blue skin. She's not outside. And the wind. It was like super windy that day, and her hair's all perfect. Like, <laughs> she so, see from the palm so trees dumb. swinging the whole vine. It's so yeah. dumb, man. And they make and they make they look at the wrong camera all the time and. Back back when it was Diana Pierce and all those people, yeah, it was yeah. perfect. Like it never would. It was really good. Well, the standard of just professionalism just doesn't. And it, it the the bar is very don't low now. Don't get me started on the Star Tribune. What's Star, that? Star Tribune is horrific. Nobody cares anymore. They really <laughs> they're, they're don't. Horrific, Nobody man. reads that anymore. Well, did that's why see? they just get worse and worse every year. They're trying desperately to get people to read. Did, did their, you see yeah, their? Did true. you see their headline on that no. terrorist getting killed? I don't watch. I okay, read the, it. I, the Washington Post called them like so, it, so, austere so religious Tribune. scholar. The Star, no Star Tribune called him like uh, something else, like a single father of three. <laughs> Well, now he's not a father of three anymore either. Like he didn't even—they didn't say anything about terrorists or nothing. I know. Washington Post said he was yeah. a brave fighter who didn't go out, you know, go out. You know, they called him an austere. He's trying to see Catherine's face. I'd love right to now. get a word in sometime <laughs> today. Priceless. That'd be great. That'd be wonderful. Honest to God, working with Sansevier, and then I get this Italian. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, did you see God hates did me. Did you see Catherine's face, though? You're so bewildered. I am bewildered. I don't understand. <laughs> About what? How the, the reporters oh, justify their existence with I that know. kind of crap. Uh, they so refer funny. to Washington Post, referred to him as an austere religious scholar. <laughs> the guy's a terrorist. Mm, no. Yes, it's all perspective, isn't it? It is indeed. Oh, yeah, Cultural yeah, yeah. difference. Yes, it's a cult. Bessie well, Hodges and Bet Jacobfry would say. But that's a question I do have for you. So cultural differences. How is it by wearing a costume to school you're not showing people your culture? It's part of a cultural culture I grew up in. Why can't you do that? Fawn can't wear her costumes. Why not? So you can wear a yarmulke because Jews should be allowed to wear their yarmulke whenever, and I support that 100%. Uh, as yeah. far as the burqa is all concerned, she yeah, could, absolutely. She could dress up as a Muslim. Jesus Christ, are you deaf? I'm trying to finish a sentence here. A typical Italian. But you calmed Did you drink caffeine? I did. Oh, oh, I knew there it. There we go. I don't have time to eat when I get here. Oh, okay. Slam yeah, okay. five Mountain Dews. But we do have our no, guests I on the line. You're not going to want to come on this show the way this sounds. Honest God, you and Sansevier get so wound up. We're, pa- we're passionate. You're passionate That's Italians? Is that what it is? Uh, very just, passionate. Just like to get a, like a little bit in once in a while. Just once in a while, I'd like to talk on my own show. That'd be nice. Passionate. Man. Passionate, man. Uh, do you want to? Does, do you want to go to him early? Cause, well, I suppose we can, it's not early at this point. You're right. You don't want. To, I, I, should we bring him in the last three minutes, or we that, can introduce him? Yeah, and just yeah, kind of do that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty it's damn cool. It's a very cool, interesting actually. topic. Trust me. Uh, oh, you've decided. Oh, I Richard, see. how are you, Richard? Well, how are you this morning? Oh, it's a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, now Estep. What what kind of name is Estep? You know, I believe it's Spanish, which is kind of strange on an Englishman, huh? No, no, it's fine. Estep, what does it mean? Do you know what it means, actually? Does it literally mean... I haven't got the slightest idea. (laughs) Right. I'll just call you Richard. But it is pronounced Estep, right? It is, and thanks for asking. Uh, Not a problem. I just want to... I try to make that... Everything very, very clear. Richard, the one tip that I would give you is never work with Italians. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) They'll, they'll drive. Never work with Italians, huh? No, just push you right over the edge. They'll drive you nuts. 
The horrors of Fox Hollow Farm, unraveling the history and hauntings of a serial killer's home. Richard, how'd you get involved in this, the book? Well, long story short, I uh, I knew the owners of Fox Hollow Farm. They bought oh. the house after the serial killer had um, had killed himself and his family had moved out. Oh. Um, they bought this house where anywhere between 11 and 19 men were murdered in the swimming pool. Ooh. And they were having strange things happening. Go figure. They were seeing... Uh, ghostly men in the woods and around the house and things of that nature so they offered me the opportunity to move in and uh, bring a small team of paranormal investigators and try and figure out what was going on god that is absolutely so richard do you think the fascination that human beings have with the you know the netherworld and the life beyond uh, death and all the rest of it do you believe it to be well-founded or is it a religious thing what is it why do people want to believe there are ghosts well, I think people want to believe they're ghosts because we want to believe that this is not all there is. That okay. our story doesn't come to an end when yep. we stop breathing. That well, then see that makes total sense to me, Richard. That people, yeah, I mean, uh, you get to that point in life is like really. So all I got left is like five more years, ten more years, fifteen, maybe twenty, uh, and then you remember something that happened twenty years ago. It's like it seems like it was yesterday. So twenty more years is not very long for a lot of people. So I do understand why you'd want to do that. Um, so. So you did your research. So you you actually knew the place. You know the place. You know the people. How long did you did it take you to write the book? So it took me a good eighteen months to write the book, and mm-hmm. it took me actually spending six days and nights at Fox Hollow Farm trying to experience this stuff for myself before I was able to finish a book. So was Herb Herb Burmeister or Baumeister? Excuse me, is the guy's name. Herb ba- Baumeister allegedly murdered at least eleven men, up to nineteen men, as Richard pointed out. What, was was Herb a family man? You know, he was on the outside. In fact, right. A lot of people said he he give you the shirt off of his back. Uh, but if you dug a little bit, especially into his childhood, you know the signs were all there. And in fact, his nickname was Weird Herb, which is. Kind of a giveaway. <laughs> yes, yes, you're right, Richard. It's kind of a giveaway. I love that take on it. Uh, Fox Hollow Farm, the uh, infamous Indiana property where Herb Baumeister allegedly murdered at least 11 men, has a grim past and unsettling present. This riveting book pieces together the story of the tragic case and explores the paranormal encounters that continue to this day, delving into the psyche of a suspected murderer and the terrifying supernatural activity that lingers in the aftermath of such unspeakable evil. I will take a very, very quick break here, Richard, and come back. Do you have another 15 minutes with us? Do you have time? Sounds good. Wonderful. We'll be right back with Richard Estep, The Horrors of Fox Hollow Farm, right after this with the family. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customer? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, Perfect. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof that dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020 by 2020 and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. 
Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. Okay, kids. I want a new drug. Why are you playing want a new drug? <laughs> it does kind of sound like the uh, same it's song. Exactly yeah. the same song, and he got sued for it as a matter of fact. He did. Yeah, he Ray did. Parker they should, Jr. Come, out, they should yep. come out with a new drug. <laughs> I think they Could do. Be a new yeah, drug. there's yeah, a commercial for it every night on every channel. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Ladies and gentlemen, the book is called The Horrors of Fox Hollow Farm, Unraveling the History and Hauntings of a Serial Killer's Home. Richard has stepped with us. Richard, I just want to turn it over to you because start from wherever you want to start. It's a fascinating story. It is. And so the story essentially was that there was a man called Herb Baumeister, a family man, owned some thrift stores in Indianapolis, but had a secret life. And his secret life was that he liked to go out at the weekends when his wife was away at the lake house with the kids. He would pick up men in bars, bring them home, and murder them. And then he would drag the remains of those poor men out into the woods behind Fox Hollow Farm and uh, allow nature to dispose of them. Yeah. So when he, was, when he was finally caught and the police got a warrant to search Fox Hollow Farm, they found thousands of bones oh. um, and bone fragments purely because of what animals had done um, to, those, to those skeletons. Um, and so the people that bought Fox Hollow Farm got a, a great deal on it. They just had to be okay with the history yep. of what had happened there. And it helps that the current owner, I mean, is a coroner. So he, he's not a squeamish man. Um, and he's a very practical one that didn't believe in ghosts until strange things started happening in his own home. And that's, uh, that's when I entered the story, came in to investigate what was happening. And therein lay the genesis of the book. That is so amazing. Now, was this Herb Baumeister, was there a sexual element to this that he couldn't deal with or something? Yeah, it sounds sounds like it. Yeah, oh, yeah hands down, I... undeniably so. Yeah, yeah. Cause, and I don't understand that. I suppose you, you think other people are going to judge you. You're married, you have children. Oh, what am I doing? I can't stop doing it. I, I just, see, for me, Richard, that's one of the situations. Like, you are who you are. Deal with it. It's a lot better than killing 19 people. I'll what, tell you that. What, what era did this all happen? Like, what? Well, and also we should say at least at least 19 people. I mean, you may have picked up on the fact that he's known as the I-70 Strangler. Oh, that's, well, yeah. The, the deal is that there were when the police started looking into this a little more closely, they found that there were a string of murdered men along the I-70 corridor that Ooh. tracked with Herb's business trips. And those murders, those bodies stopped turning up right before he purchased Fox Hollow Farm. Mm. So he Ooh. essentially was killing on the road. And that means the number of, of deaths that can be attributed to him is almost certainly higher. So basically, there was a sex element to this. Once that happened, he had this guilt or shame or whatever the hell it was. And that's this is all about the fact that he felt he wouldn't be accepted as who he really was. Or he was a psychopath. I think that was, that was a, <laughs> yeah, well, both. I think that was a component of both, obviously. I mean, he's a very, very sick man, but right, um, right. It, it played into the fact that he saw himself as being a family man. And he's, he's a very strange individual. If your listeners uh, go to YouTube at some point and Google Herb Baumeister Squirrel, there's a video of him out there taken in the driveway of Fox Hollow Farm, and he is complaining about, you know those painting crews that come and paint the lines on the road? Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so they came along outside Fox Hollow Farm one day, and they sprayed over um, a dead squirrel at the side of the road rather than move it. And he's just up in arms about it. You know, how dare they disrespect this living creature? Oh, they just fired. But what you've got to understand wow. is if you, watch it, if you watch it, there are some trees behind him. 200 feet behind her Baumeister in this interview are the bodies double figures worth of men yeah. um, that he's put into the woods behind the farm and he's enraged about this squirrel that was mistreated. <laughs> it's a very classic projection. I mean, that, yeah. Well, what was yeah. his childhood like? Ooh. And that's the thing. He was institutionalized for, for reasons that were <laughs> sealed by his, by his family. Um, but we see a lot of the warning signs with serial killers, you know, fascination with, with dead animals and odd behavior and those kind of things were there throughout his childhood. So what, what years were these killings? What, what time? Of... So he finally stopped killing and was caught in the mid-90s. So okay, late so 80s Kurt. through the um, first half of the 90s. 
That is unbelievable. So he, and I love that projection piece. I'm glad you brought that up because oh, leave the squirrels alone. <laughs> like, what? Oh, a, a, okay. a tip off to the feds must have been that the animals were out there every weekend waiting for feeding time. What are all these oh wolves God. doing following me around? That's a lot of exactly. people. Ugh. But yeah, That's if someone exactly does it. something bad, you can pretty much count on them projecting it onto someone else. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It's like they didn't 99% move. of the time. It is kind of weird they didn't move the dead squirrel for the stripe. It is weird. I have yeah. seen it. <laughs> don't paint over the dead squirrel. <laughs> I've seen it a few times. They, yeah, seen they probably don't even see it. Probably not. Yeah. They just go well, those, yeah, those machines are enormous. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, between you know having sex with men and then killing them, would this guy go to, I'm, so, I'm assuming he would go out to dinner with his family and run into some friends? And was he. An amicable guy uh, when he wasn't murdering somebody? So to, to all intents and purposes, he would appear that way yeah. on the outside. I mean, yep. he was a successful businessman, you know, the classic American family. But beneath the surface, his wife came forward afterwards. In fact, she went on Oprah um, and said that she'd only ever seen him naked 10 times in their entire marriage. He had, he had real body confidence issues that they didn't sleep together. Um, so there were, there were cracks in the marriage that ultimately... They were going down the road of a divorce. Um, oh, okay. With, so, you know, he was starting to come apart. And as he did so, the killings grew more frequent and, and more more widespread. Yeah, that does make total sense. So his whole ruse was falling apart. So how many children did he have, did you say, Richard? So um, I believe he had three children. And, in fact, the day he was caught was because his son found a human skull in the woods behind Pocolo oh. Farm. And like like any God. good brother, he put it on a stick and just raised it up to his sister's bedroom window. You know, because how can you resist that? Oh, my God. And so his mom, of course, <laughs> Herb's wife, lost her mind and said, you know, where did you get that? Show me. And she fi- found in the woods a whole bunch of human bones. Oh. And he, he should have been caught then, except when he came home from work, you know. I don't know what I would tell my wife if she found a skeleton in the backyard, but right. his dad was a surgeon, and he said, "Oh, that's dad's old med school skeleton. Um, I dumped that in the in the in the woods. I'll I'll get rid of it." And so, no further questions were asked. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like they were trying not to realize. That's often the case in yeah. families yeah. like that. Where it's like they know, but they don't want to know. Yeah, I actually exactly. had somebody give me one one time. A skeleton? A, hu- a human skull. Why? Well, thanks. Uh, it was a girl she gave to me as a gift. Uh, hey. Girls you hang out with. <laughs> was she related she to Picasso? A, a Hollywood girl, exactly. and she gave me this skull. Sounds and like uh, I actually sold it to a store in San Francisco called Sticks and Stones. It sells body really? parts. They, they sell skulls. Stuff. And uh, they gave me $2,000 for it. Jeez. Yeah. What? Yeah. Richard, okay. so, so why are these... I need to go to Fox Hollow, get myself some skulls. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Richard, what, how do they deal with this? I mean, there have to be... Well, maybe you're, they're so good at pretending to be somebody they're not that you can't really tell. So he showed... i got to be honest with you. If I murdered someone, Catherine, my wife, would pick up on it right away. She'd go, what's your problem? Yeah. You, well, you act weird for any little reason. So oh. you can imagine if you, oh. act, if you kill okay, Well, it's like if you look uh, at yeah. Ted Bundy, I mean... Ted Bundy, yeah? You know, I think, I think that most, most spouses, if, if, if their significant other behaves um, strangely, you know, the first thought's going to be, all right, what's her name? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or, you'll get murdered. Or, right. or, or what did you what did you buy? You know those kind of things. Yeah. I don't what? think anybody ever thinks I my my spouse is a serial killer. Right. True. You know. So when they behave oddly, if, <laughs> if they choose not to dig too quickly too deeply into it, I can understand that. I really can. Um, and I do think I do think if Herb's wife had truly suspected he was killing people, she would have gone straight to the right, authority. Right. But then I feel like sometimes it's like Ted Bundy's girlfriend, fiance. Yeah, fiance. I don't think they were married. Yeah. When she was the one that turned him in, because I think she was, you know, like. She knew about it yeah. for like years, but she never went to anyone because she, she did? just didn't. She didn't know, denial. no, but she was well, like. She I'm, was in denial. Yeah. yeah. Very deep denial. But then all then suddenly she was like, yeah, the, the weird ones that are, lines the up. The one is actually a couple that kills people. There's yeah, like, that happened. Yeah, yeah that that every once in a while you get one of those, yeah. Well, I do believe Ted Bundy's mother woke up when he was four years old. She woke up in the middle of the night, and he was standing over her with a hammer. Mm. So that would be a little unsettling. Maybe you should take him to the hospital right now well, there, Mom. What a, do you say? He had a weird upbringing, too. He did. He absolutely well, yeah. Most did. serial killers do. 
I suppose that's true. I, I don't see for the rest of us, Richard, and I'm sure you're you're one of us, no doubt about it. I can't even imagine what somebody would have to do to get me to kill them. I can't even fathom that. I can't even kill a little animal. No. Like at all. Yeah, I'm not even a hunter. Richard, I'm not a hunter. I don't fish. I don't do anything. And again, I have nothing against people who hunt and fish. It's just not part of me to go out and no, shoot something. You know? Well, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to interview the one victim who escaped. Ooh. Uh, wow. And, wow. and I was able to bring him back to Fox Hollow Farm. And, and so he took me into the pool and, and oh, described what his experience there was like. And so Herb was very much into, into autoerotic asphyxiation. He liked to use the, the pool hose, actually, to, to wrap around the necks of his, his, of his victims. And he speculated that the first time Herb engaged in this, you know, maybe it just went too far accidentally and no. the first killing was unintentional. And then he finally realized, hey, I'm getting away with this and I kind of like it. To, to, they, he enjoyed killing people. I, I think he developed a taste for it. Mm-hmm. What, do you think, Richard, it's part of a deal about, you know, because men, some men get really weird. Like if they, you know, they feel weak or something, they have to prove to the world how really tough they are because they don't feel all that powerful. So they have to prove to the world, I am powerful by doing horrendous things like this, I it's guess. Just, it's just a step above the guy who goes to the bar and gets in a fight every weekend. Don't bring my family yeah, the spe- into it. The speculation that, that from the people that knew her was that, he enjoyed getting away with it, you yep, know, and the squirrel yep. video is a good example of, hey, look at my left hand here while you don't know what my right mm-hmm. hand's doing. Right. I'm making all of this hullabaloo about squirrels, but if you knew what was going on, you know, behind me, and, and I think that there's a twinkle in his eye when you watch that video, he knows, um, and he got off on fooling people. He got off on fooling the authorities for so long. You know, Richard, i got to tell you, that this is kind of a little sidelight here in my family. Three of my family members were, were murdered, and I also knew several people. I, I grew up in a pretty pretty rough area. Well, beyond pretty rough. It was really not a very nice area. So I've had a few of my classmates are in prison for the rest of their lives for murdering someone. I one time was sitting talking to a, a guy, and I said, you going to go back to class? He goes, no, nah, I don't feel like going back to class. I went back to class. He went across the street to the gas station and murdered the attendant for $17. So oh I've had God. like that kind of behavior around me my whole life. Well, my early life, not for a long, long time. But what now when you first got involved, I'm assuming you probably uh, maybe you knew some people that, that, that had been killed or something. But how does that affect you, your brain working on something like this? Does that have a big effect on you? Working around, um, you mean a murder case like this? Yeah, like realizing that there are human beings that actually do this kind of thing. Do you start getting suspicious the, the thing that, of other people? The thing that people? disturbed me the most about this was, I mean, I've, 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 seen, I've seen violent deaths before. I'm a paramedic by profession. Oh, there you go. Um, okay. But, but it doesn't help with the emotional aspect because the, I think the most disturbing part of the Fox Hollow case was that these poor young men, um, firstly, they're not all identified. Um, you have to understand that during the late 80s, early 90s, you know, we started to see gay men and the gay community in general. Right. Um, they, were not, they were not missed, and he chose his victims carefully. He chose people whose families wouldn't, wouldn't look for them if they were gone or didn't oh have families. Oh, God. Um, so, and, and people would actually say, you know, we haven't seen these men for a while. It was said, and, and this is horrible, but I'm quoting, it was said, oh, you know, maybe they died of AIDS. I mean, oh, how awful. yeah, or, yeah. Well, maybe they moved on. Maybe they moved on to another city because you know it, that was the kind of behavior pattern people expected from the gay community. Yeah. We look at it now, and it's sad and tragic. But these men are never going to get uh, a Christian burial. Many of them, um, the bones and bone fragments that were recovered weren't interred. They, they're not in a cemetery. They're actually in boxes. At, I believe the University of Indiana. Um, where where the the experts on identification of the bones stored them so some of them to this day we don't know who these poor men are that's and and that's just horrible it's, it's yeah. not just the yeah. murder it's the fact that they've passed you know unremarked and unnoticed from this world i can't think of anything more tragic no, i agree with you one it's like they never even did exist right god that it is very very sad thinking of that now i'm depressed richard way to go <laughs> well you asked that's such a british thing to say richard (laughs) by the way uh i was born and raised in minnesota but still why do you get to live in colorado and i don't that's a great question colorado's full guys stop coming here (laughs) (laughs) 
That's only the Californians, though, Richard. Just Denver. <laughs> I love, I love Colorado. What a great place! Great, great state. So do I. Although we're under a we're under a blizzard right now, it's just starting to lift. Really? Really? Yeah. No, it's, it's coming here too. It's coming, baby. Here it comes. Well, I watch it every day. Like watch that national weather radar. What's coming our way? It's early. Richard, I, I will think. say this. Uh, it's coming. Our son is thirty-three. Our daughter's thirty. So nineteen ninety-one, we got three feet of snow on Halloween. Yes. The I will never forget Halloween snowstorm. That was so oh, fun to go trick or treating. <laughs> that in. was like a, like a blizzard, right? I mm-hmm. cannot wait for Halloween, guys. Cannot wait. I just dressed my dog up as my ambulance. That's what she's going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's she crazy. She does Richard. the siren real well. I love but, it. Uh, I, I, I'm out of Colorado. I'm not trick or treating here. I'm going to Utah for Colorado for, uh, Halloween, for Halloween. I don't blame oh. you absolutely. Uh, well, you, hey, by the way, you won't be able to get a drink, so take one with you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Richard Estep, it's E-S-T-E-P-E, or excuse me, E-P, E-S-T-E-P is how you spell Richard's last name. The horrors of Fox Hollow Farm, unraveling the history and hauntings of a serial killer's home. Richard, tremendous interview. Thank you for your time, sir. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. We'll take a break. Be right back with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Herb Baumeister of Carmel saw it all. This is Herb Baumeister. They're going to hit that raccoon with the spray gun, and sure enough, they just strike right over its face and neck. You know, didn't even move it. You know, no effort to, you know, get it out of the way. So I happened to have a Polaroid with me, so I took a shot at the thing. A raccoon which <laughs> met its demise on the yellow line became one with the paint. The raccoon has since been removed. This is all that's left. This was just, you know, a a painter should have had a chalk line drawn around his career by state officials. There was no excuse for that. I mean, the poor thing deserved a better fate than that. Projection. Gosh, yeah. 6,000 people you killed. Oh, I know. He's they're complaining about a dead raccoon, yet he's got bodies chopped up. And this made the news? I know. Yeah, what? So I love how upset the, about. It was sad though when they, they showed a picture of the um, r- raccoon moved. And you can see like hair stuck in the paint. Oh, <laughs> oh, poor oh. raccoon. Oh. I love I how you miss a raccoon. I can see missing a squirrel, but a raccoon. Yeah, raccoons yeah. are pretty large. I hit a raccoon once in Orono, and I got out of my car and cried for like twenty minutes. Oh, poor raccoon. We have a family of nine right now. To Kaya's house. We do too. Oh, yeah. Family of nine. You got raccoons, raccoons too. Oh yeah. We got a raccoon that. Wanders the beach every morning at about so five o'clock. They're That's cute. Wander. Look out there. He goes along the along the water. We live in the, a little lake. Yeah, we like him. That's probably what was eating all the turtle eggs then. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think that's exactly yeah. right. Well, I think they'll domesticate raccoons. Yeah, and they're our like neighbor feeds them. My, yeah. fr- my friend has her pet raccoon. It's just like a dog. The problem yeah. is they can get into it. anything. It falls so. everywhere. Yeah. This one's pretty chill. Really? Yeah, yeah it's pretty chill. Yeah, mm-hmm. no mischief from, Jake making. From, Jake from Blue Felix. He has a pet raccoon. It's pretty chill, man. Mm. Oh. It'll just hang out with you. 
Instead of posted Miracle. Jake from State Farm, <laughs> you're yeah, Jake from exactly. It all works out in the end. I just have to read a, read you a headline because I didn't read the entire headline. The, the, the news you were talking about this earlier, and that's why I even bring this up. And it's I don't have an opinion on this, but it says, "Could you just write the truth? Is that possible?" Uh, no. Listen to this: the new GDP, gross domestic product. The new GDP number's out. Here's what it means. Growth slips to 1.9% in the third quarter. And then later they mention, but that beats expectations. <laughs> so it's actually good news, but they try to make it sound as bad as it is. Of course like, they do. Why do you well, do that? Well, there is that? something about human nature that likes to go to the negative. Well, it negative travels faster. It always be better. Yeah. It's, it's called so idealism, and it's done. Negative travels faster. So I guess if you're going to you know, post a headline... Being negative is the way but to go. Here's what I understand. Unfortunately. Here's what I understand. GDP numbers out. Uh, it slips to 1.9, their third quarter, but it beats X. Uh, that's not a Republican thing or a Democrat thing. That is a United States thing. So... Wouldn't it be good news it beats expectations because everybody did their job? And, and nobody has control over that. No. No one. China so, does. What? China, China does. Yeah, China, China does. Yeah, that's right. Nobody in our country does. has control over the GDP. I, I just don't understand why. Why did the new. I guess it sells. I guess it that's the only reason well, I can figure you're out. You're talking about it. I Yeah, I know, but it's the headline I'm talking about. I just. It, it's just. Yeah, but you're still you're bringing it up. You're spreading it. I guess that's what they want. I guess you're right, but I won't tell you which news service I just read. I got a request from Nancy to ask you a question. All right. She wants to know about the Timothy song. I don't know what that is. Timothy. 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 Yeah. What is that? Where Where on earth did you go? go? That's exactly right. She wants to know what it is. Timothy was a song by the Boys. B O U Y S. The Boys is Uncle Timothy. It's about guys that were trapped. Uh, they're out hunting, I don't know, they were hiking or biking or doing something, to, and they get trapped and they end up eating one of their friends. There you go. Did you go, Timothy? Timothy. Yeah, it's, a, it's a song about a kid God, that got trapped in a, in a mine. Well, because of you, she's naming her the kittens as she they came out of the woods behind the house oh. from the pasture. Timothy. Uh, Timothy's oh, a great we had, name for Fred. We, yep, had, we had a cat that just showed up in the pine tree by the three-car garage, the detached one. Yeah. First thing we found him was, was probably the neighbors. It was dough. Fred. <laughs> we named him Fred. Yep. Did you get rid of my Christmas tree behind the three-car, the freestanding garage? Of course not. Good. Still there? All the lights uh, still the there? The dead one? I got rid of that years ago. You did? Yes. Well, the big one's next, right next to the now, garage. he's talking about he just threw, a, Christmas threw a Christmas tree out. Tree. We went out. We oh, went out the first time in our there. lives, we went and chopped down a tree. I filled t- two 30-yard dumpsters. In. And uh, <laughs> we we didn't we couldn't see anything because there was so much snow that year. It was really snow. So we brought it in and, you know, thawed it out, got all the snow off it, and the, the, the trunk was like this. It was just horrible. So it wouldn't stand up straight in the Christmas tree stand. So it kept on falling over. So Tom, you know, Mr. Emotional, just one day, just, Mr. it fell over, and he's like, "I've had it with this goddamn tree," and he just no, picked up the whole thing happened. and brought it outside. I actually it out I actually cleaned about thirty foot section behind the whole three car garage, cleared all the brush and everything, so nothing touches it. Oh, oh, that's, that's a good nice. idea. That's very nice. Got rid- I did that around the whole property. Well, that's how it was when we lived. There. So yeah. now you can drive a bobcat behind it, and there's yeah, nothing there. Idea. Nothing's touching it. Yep. Yeah, I was actually on the phone with Jeff Passolt when it tipped over for the last time, and I'm talking to him, and he goes, here was our conversation. Yeah, so anyway, God damn it! He <laughs> said, the, I hear you the, throw the, open the, a door the, and threw the tree right out the door. The pine tree to the right of the three-car detached garage is a great tree. Yeah, that's a great That's, that's where, where we Fred lives. Yep. That's where... Yeah, our wayward. Yep. That's a good yep. tree. Wayward cat, Fred. This this was my. I, I had so much to do this weekend. Nancy goes to get an oil change at I won't say where, but a gas station in, in Maple Grove near the hospital, right next to the hospital. And somebody that worked there decided that they're going to say, "Hey, your car's ready, ma'am," but not put any oil in her car. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! So she made it to like the did her the, engine crack. The engine's done. And she made yeah. it. To, she made it to about the rib shack, and she oh. called me. She said my car just just died. So I drive up there, and I get in it, and I turn the key, and it just goes. And I thought, oh, you broke your timing belt. 
So I have it towed home and take it apart, and both oh. cams are welded to the motor. And I go and check the oil, not a drop. Mm. <laughs> not one drop. So then I. So what I, happens now? I had to go buy her a new car this weekend because. Uh, I mean, what about the oil change place? Are they responsible? Yeah. Would I would think. think so, but knowing <clears throat> Nancy, she probably won't do anything about it. Oh, really? Oh. It's just not worth the stress. How about a phone call? You I know. think she should at least give him a phone call. Yeah, like FYI, you broke my car. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a newer Honda. And it's, now it's junk. That's too bad. And actually, I want to get the information for you. I know there's a school that you advertise on KQRS that Newgate. you donate a car to. Mm-hmm. Newgate, I want to yep. call them and have them pick it up. Good that idea. Be very, it's very a perfect nice. car. It would be. It just needs yeah. motor work. Mm-hmm. That it's would a be new very engine nice, dropped yeah. in there, probably. And then, of course, that night, I go to bed, I wake up in the middle of the night, and the house is cold. I'm like, why is the house cold? And I go <laughs> downstairs, the blower motor seized up in the furnace. So I pull it out and go to Granger and pick up a new one. I did it all myself. I had it done in two hours, which I was proud of myself. And, that is pretty good. Yeah, and uh, put a new blower motor in. So I'm scared of the capacitor in those things. Well, you just, t- just the ground them out capacitor? and it's done. Just ground them out. Ground them out. See, Ground. The capacitor's like a little battery that holds like 30,000 amps. I'm not doing and that. It starts to, it starts <laughs> Stay to away from that. Yeah. I'm not fixing appliances nope. or yeah. HVAC items. Hey, that was my $1,200 job. It cost me 160 bucks. Well, I'm oh, sure. That's really good. Yeah. It is amazing though. what you can what the parts save. What you and Catherine yourself. get together write a book called Things Tom Can't Do? <laughs> I can't fix it. I wouldn't even try. No. no. Well, the, the scariest part about those, you open up, there's a lot of wires. A lot yeah. of wires. Yeah. And then you get the new motor, and every wire is a different color mm-hmm. than the one that you took out. Oh, right? God. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you'd think helpful. there'd be like yeah. three wires, like, you know, oh, there's like control, there's ground, and speed. Do, but there's nine wires coming out of the motor. Yeah, like, what, how is that even it's necessary? I don't know. You're but... sitting there thinking, and there's all of this, you know, hot open flame in there. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. Turn everything Not off. melted. I know. You it turn everything off before you start working. Well, obviously. <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. No, no doubt about it. What headline? House takes off kid gloves, votes on 1915 slaughter. Huh? Really? Took you... Took you 104 took years. To How brave of them to vote on something where everyone is long dead. I know. Yeah. What the hell what? sense does that make? I feel like well, the statute of limitations. Sounds, sounds is... like city of Minneapolis. Oh, it's Arme- the Armenian genocide. That's what they're talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Genocide. Mm. People yep. don't realize genocide is still happening all the time. Oh, yes. People don't oh. get it. Oh. Oh. Go, to, go to the Sudan. There's people, thousands Sudan. of people killed a day, every day. Yeah. Oh God, every day. People absolutely. don't get oh, it, man. They don't get it. No, you're absolutely right. I know. I don't know why Americans seem to have this idea that every place else is just Shangri-La and everything's perfect. I know. Everywhere it's else. ridiculous. And here it's awful. Couldn't be better when than you here. Go, no. When you go to other countries, like when I was just in France and I watched the news, they show that stuff. They don't show it in this country. No, they don't. No. no, they don't. Well, no. right now, there's two, three genocides going on right now. Where? There's the genocide of the, the Yazidis in uh, Iraq and Syria. Yep. There's the Darfur genocide in Sudan. Yep. yep. The Rohingya genocide in Myanmar. So, there you Thousands go. Thousands a day killed Three Sudan. genocides that you didn't even know were happening. If you watch the BBC news, they used to they do cover, a, a yeah, better job cover. at world news, for yeah, sure. We I, don't do I, that IKG here. or IEG, uh, Japanese lady, she's pretty good, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, on NHK? NHK, yeah. I liked her. NHK? Yeah, they just fact, just fact footage, fact footage, and no opinions. No What's bias. NHK? Right. Where do it's you get Japanese that? news. It's from Japan. It's the Jap- the Japanese is version it, of the BBC. Is it? We it's all, yeah, we get it. You get oh. it. Yeah, we get it. Oh. We get it. It's real boring because there's no flash or no glitz. It's, it's all Japanese news, style. But if you want the facts, ma'am, just yep, facts. Exactly. It'll work. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Getting the facts is a good thing in general, I would say. If you can get them. It's all true, ladies and gentlemen. There was another Armenian story this morning. What the hell was that? There was, a, there was an Arme- a story from Armenia. God, I can't remember what the hell it was, but that's the second Armenian story of the day, the Armenian Genocide 1915. Jesus. Yeah. Unbl- it's my one favorite. of the biggest genocides in history, too, and a lot of people still deny it. Yeah, I actually absolutely. have like 2% Armenian in me. One of my favorite ones I of all time it. is the Hutus and the Tootsies. I have to kill you because your nose is misshapen. <laughs> I what? don't. Your, your nose doesn't look like mine. Yeah, your nose doesn't look like mine, so I have to kill you. What? It's like that cartoon with the people with the stars on their head. With, 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 do you ever see that cartoon? There's like one group that have stars and one that don't. 
and they and they hate each other. You never seen that? No. Mm, I don't think I have. I mean, oh, it's very popular. Is it like current? No, no, it's older. It's like a kids show, but it's, some people have mm-hmm. a star and some don't, and they all come together in the end. Oh, okay. I don't mm. remember that. And do one. some of them have a really, really good life, and other ones, <laughs> it's your fault and you suck? I Actually, I think they do. I think I'm some getting, will work in like factories, and the other ones don't. I'm getting so tired of that whole. That's how it used to be. It was horrible. So let's treat you like that now. Yeah. What? I don't get the the. It must be the people go. Oh, it must be nice. I hate when people say that to me. It must be nice because I bu- I have something, and they say, oh, it must be nice. Like what? Like, I got off your my ass. ass off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they don't see that part. They just see that you have it. Makes me go crazy, man. It must be nice. I hate when people say that. Yeah, to it me. must be nice. Killing yeah. <laughs> I hate it. I, I love really watching do. somebody else go through it. It's wonderful. I can see being bitter if somebody you know, is like has never done a thing in their lives and just is living, you know, trust on, on a trust yeah. fund my poor and parents, is an asshole my poor on top parents, of it. Li- they live literally live off their social security and pension. After all those pensions. years in the mob and small pensions, yeah, they didn't save. The, what about mob retirement? <laughs> yeah, don't they get gone. a mob pension? That hit money's wrong gone. With the mob retirement. Um. You know, and I grew up in a lower middle class, well, I wouldn't say lower, middle class neighborhood, mm-hmm. middle class family. Me too. And I got, I don't have no trust. People think, oh, would, I got no, my parents are still alive. My grandmother left me, hey. left me, I think, $1,000 when she died. I got nothing. <laughs> I was very, very lucky that when my uh, parents I didn't want died. nothing, but... When my father died, I was left with uh, quite an amount of money to pay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love that. How much money did you get? Do you mean to pay the bills that he left behind? Do you mean those? My grandmother was my favorite person in my family, so oh. I would, she would, I'd rather not have anything and have her still yeah. here. And her mother. I, know, I agree. I spent every summer with my great-grandmother. Oh, really? Yeah, she lived in Wildwood, wow. New Jersey, the biggest amusement b- boardwalk in the world. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. She lived right on the boardwalk, so I, I was oh, like, she I'm did? going there. Yeah. <laughs> and nice. she, and she was an awesome lady. She was? Oh, yeah, awesome lady. See, that was the first time I ever got in trouble. I got caught buying pot under the boardwalk. Uh-oh. And when I was like, I was 15, and she never told my parents. See, that, there you go. She didn't tell them. She didn't want them to be disappointed in you. No, nah, she, she genuinely liked me. Same okay. with my grandmother. Don't lie to me either. What quirk did she have? Because that generation of women always had God. quirks. My Minnie, my grandmother, who I adored, would she had never ridden on an elevator, or escalator, I mean. It's my mother. Go we'll go on an it, escalator, man. and she, she never left the state of Minnesota. My mother never. will never go on an elevator, never, no matter what. Huh. You can't force her. You can't You can't anything. You can say, you'll give you $20 billion. She won't do it. My grandma what? never wore pants. <laughs> <laughs> Did she wear she a skirt, was, though? She, yeah, she was wearing oh, skirt. Old, old now. <laughs> She, she never wore a pair of pants. I've never seen, never saw her what in a pair of pants. Always a skirt? Always a skirt my or great dress. grandmother, yeah. Or no, my grandmother, she never wore pants either. Always no, wore a, she always skirt. wore a house dress. Yes, a house, house, dress, house dress, dress. Or a muumuu. <laughs> yeah. Or something of that. Yeah, I've no. never, ever no. seen Was the my house grandma. dress like June Cleaver? No. Kind of, yeah. Kind of like a, the elegant ballroom. Yes, that's dinner. what my grandma dressed. And then <laughs> she'd always have an apron around yep. her, yeah. with yeah. pockets in go. it, and she'd have tissues the only and <laughs> both, tissues. Both my grandmother, so many tissues. My great grandmother and Were my grandmother, <laughs> you never felt comfortable in their house because their houses were too perfect. Like it was too clean. Like Can't nothing, touch anything. Nothing was out of order, man. Oop, yeah. We gotta take a break. We'll be back. Hour two coming up. Couple more great guests coming up uh, with the family. 